0: You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, Episode 96. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where growth and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey, balancing life with the wisdom of Egun, Ifa, and Orisha in our everyday lives. I am your host, Yvonne. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. My name is Yvonne Reborn, your hostess with the mostest... Oh my God, that saying just says my entire age. Oh, y'all, I can't believe it. I would like to welcome you back to another episode of the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I also do apologize. It's been a tough, tough road. And this is an episode that I've been sitting on for weeks and weeks and weeks because I did not know how to tackle it. And we did an ode to mother. We did an ode to father, and there were some things that I wanted to follow up on that and I just couldn't until I realized that this particular topic is not just one topic, is a topic on top of a topic on top of a topic. We are going to discuss. I don't even know what to call this episode yet, but This is like a a, a warning, a caveat to parents and godparents when it comes to avoiding ancestral karma. I realized after, actually today as I was putting the finishing touches and I am writing down the outline of what this episode is going to be talking about, that this topic is very vast and I cannot in good conscience put an entire episode about this into one area. So we're going to probably tackle this. I was going to say try to tackle it, but we are going to tackle this in chunks, in chunks, because life is not very easy to, to, to just think of, from A, B, C, D. It's never in that smooth transition, but I have seen a lot of things and I would like to address some of them. Now note that these are conversations that I have had. I'm going to talk about stories. I'm going to talk about things, but if you're one of those people who want to avoid karma in ways, we're going to tackle one area in the meantime today. Now, for all of you, I just want to let you know a couple of things right up front. I am going to be basically revitalizing the Orisha Wisdom community on Facebook. We need to have more discussions. And I know that I grew silent for a bit after everything that has happened but the need is still there. If you have not looked it up, go to Facebook groups and look for the Orisha Wisdom community. Make sure that you respond to the three questions that are asked. If not, you will be declined. Sorry, we have done our very, very best to keep the crazies and the weirdos and the scammers out, but do your best. Just answer those. And I strongly feel that as we are moving forward, we need to have a stronger community. So, I am going to be reintroducing your virtually, eLe, reintroducing Allegios 101. It is well needed, but that, my friends, Allegios 101, I think that's going to be Allegios 101 2.0 or something. I don't know what I'm going to call it because there are new information that is there that is absolutely needed. So before we go on, by the way, of course, if you need to know anything, we're going to be also reworking the website. But in the meantime, it's arishawisdom.com forward slash Yvonne in order. And that would be I, V as in Victoria, O, N as in Nancy, in order for you to get information of where to get what quickly. And in the meantime, before we get started in this nifty, nifty stuff, Let's get to our sponsor for today. This episode is being brought to you by your virtual Elay, and it is so new. We are currently looking for its founding members. If you are looking for a spiritual home and don't have one yet, and want to be part of something make your virtual ile your home until you find your physical home who is this for this is for any alejos aborishas or priests who are looking for community this is a safe space to start discussing and learning about eguns about orishas and how these lessons relate to our lives now this is crucial for those who do not know someone or for those who do know some people but haven't quite found their tribe yet. We are in the forming stages as the founding members and it is you as a founding member who will give the feedback and lay the groundwork and foundation for a community for many to come in the future. yes. From the tone and the energy and the vibe of this space. For details, go to arishawisdom.com forward slash Yvonne and click on the image that says your virtual Ile and come home to your community. Well, well, there you go. See, I did post that website there. Let's get this party started. I'm going to ask everyone two things. Number one, ignore all the page rustling because I took a mad amount of notes. And number two, um, basically keep your mind open. Keep your mind open. We're only going to deal with one aspect of this topic, but I am very, very interested in all of your comments on this, especially especially with how many things have come forward. And understand that we're going to be talking about two aspects. As I stated before, this is a warning to all parents, mothers and fathers, as well as a warning to all godparents who have godchildren. So over here, when we're talking about godparents, we're talking about spiritual guides of sorts. I don't know, for example, in certain areas of the diaspora, whether they're called godparents as well. But I know that in the arena of Orisha here, we're talking about Lukumi. We're talking also even in Palo. We're talking about spiritual godparents. We're talking about that arena as well, because that's the word that we understand. And that is the word that I'm going to use just for this conversation. When we are born to a set of parents, right? Mom and dad. And understand, and and please don't kill me, but I'm only from a single parent. We get that. But there were two, unless you were cloned. That's still another discussion we need to have on being raised by one. Dang it. So we're just going to talk about from that sense. As parents, we have responsibilities. Of course, we have the... The basic things, clothing, to feed, to educate, to nurture and support. And actually, some people will say that they don't even have to nurture and support, but we're going to put that in the basic needs here. So we make sure that your little butts have clothes on and we feed you. And we're going to make sure that you're educated and we're going to make sure that you're okay, that when you go to sleep, you don't have to keep one eye open because the tiger is going to eat you. We're going to make sure that you feel safe. That is I what I consider safe parental boundaries. And think about it. We are now watching these children as parents to grow up and we have a job. We have actually the job is extensive. We have to hold on, let me shift this a little bit so that I can hold on to my papers a lot better. So we teach them so that they have the proper tools to basically fend for themselves in the world so that they don't have to rely on mommy and daddy in order to survive. And I wrote here, responsible. What it is to go adulting, right? How is it that you live on your own? how is it that you're going to learn to pay your bills on time how to not only survive but to troubleshoot and then thrive okay and i sh- i know i hope that it's not written up forward but over here i had this conversation this morning with a very very good friend of mine and we spoke about it for a while that sometimes in our in our zeal For loving our children, we give them everything and we do not prepare them for the future. So they feel entitled. And we were talking about, (laughs) we were talking about my oldest son and he is such a ham. And he and I were talking and he's like, mom, I get it now. Why you were, you know, beefing so much about me not, you know, Taking too much toilet paper, doing this, and you know, all the stress about um, paying bills on time and blah, blah, blah. Now that he's on his own, let me tell you, he's not using that toilet paper the way that it was done before. And I'm sure y'all have seen videos online of when you live with mom and dad and you see a hand rolling out the. <laughs> toilet paper. And then when you're on your own, you see them counting two sheets and folding them into a tiny little square. It's funny. I know it's a joke, but this is exactly it. We have to teach them. We have to teach them if something goes wrong, what is it that you do first? What do you do second? You have to call the office. You have to do this. You have to do the other. Okay. These are part of, as parents, our jobs to do this for our kids because there's going to be a point that mommy and daddy ain't going to be around. So you have to learn to fend for yourself and to really be able to be on your own, to be okay. I tell that to my little one all the time. I know you don't like me right now because I gave you a chore to do, but later on, you're going to have to do that and a lot more. And when I die, I don't want to be a worried egg on coming around because you don't know how to take care of of your room, for example. You know what I mean? So I do tell him that because they need to learn. Another job that as parents we have with our children is to have them emotionally open and they're... Basically, emotionally intelligent. So emotional intelligence has been a term that I had not heard of even when I went to college and attended all of my psychology classes there. And actually, you know what? I had put here a book. And I'm going to pause this for a moment so that we can go and get this darn book. Hold on. Okay. I literally went to get this book. In my job, my regular J-O-B. Okay, I am back. Thank you for the break. I took a class, actually, um, it's, it's, it was long. It took about eight months for us to do it. We did it in a group, and part of the curriculum was to buy a book, which we did. And the book is called Emotional Intelligence for Rookies. And it has like a guy with glasses. There's a girl who has her heart in one side of the scale and a brain in the other side of the scale. And then on the bottom, it says from rookie to expert in a week. It's an orange book. I got to tell you, I remember when we did that, that book was like hard to find because we were all trying to take the classes. So like all the books were off the shelves. We are responsible for making sure that our children are emotionally intelligent so that they're able to function. They're able to work with others, they're able to do. And another thing that we have to realize as parents is your kids, our kids are not us. So I cannot expect any one of my three boys to be exactly a copy of me because they are not. So this is why emotional intelligence is important not only for you, But I also believe definitely for the children. So that's why I wrote book and I ran to get it. Yay. In this book, I found, for example, that their weaknesses are usually their greatest assets. And I remember what I went through, um, I was always told that I go against the grain and that I can't follow rules and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, wait wait a second, I do follow rules. Come to find out that that is basically my biggest superpower. And I'm so proud that I am that way today. But that took a lot of emotional intelligence, lots of tears, lots of, I can't believe this. And I wish I would have gone through that process with my parents, but you know, we we do better as we learn a little bit more and we're going through. But the children are the ones who also need to understand and be open to the differences of people, to gather the best working scenarios with other people who have different personalities and who are not like you. So, A growth mentality is important for us to do our best to teach our children because, remember, we're trying to prepare them for them to not be with us. We're not always going to be there with them to, you know, to guide them on what they need to do. So growth mentality is super, super important. As parents, we should, and I wrote here, must teach them a growth mindset. That I think is important. And I'm so pleased to see that this is also trickling into the school systems and everything else, that it's not just one way. If something breaks, it's not the end of the world. For example, I think it was one day we had something going on and it was my little one and I, and it was like, oh my God, it's going to be a horrible day. And I'm like, it's really not. We just need to turn it around. Let's see how we can fix this. Oh, I think it was that we went to the YMCA and the outdoor pool was closed and the kid was having a meltdown. I can't believe it. It's going to be a hard day. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be a hard day. You know, we'll just go to the indoor pool. We go to the indoor pool. They're having a class and it just didn't seem like we were going to swim. But then somebody gave us their lane and now we had enough play time in our lane to play. So it turned well instead of us freaking out. A growth mindset, I think that it is important that we as parents learn so that then we can teach that. And here's another thing that I wrote, by the way, which has nothing to do with karma, but I was like, oh my God, if we're going to teach about growth mindset, I really, 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 really recommend BigLifeJournal.com. They have a journal for the school age kids the younger kids and the teenagers there and it has also weekly activities and lessons that you can do and i'm actually going to go back to that because we did a lot of them and then we stopped and they're free once you get that stuff i mean you don't even have to buy the journal but i highly 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 recommend those journals i think they make a great great gift another thing that i believe we should teach our children is kindness Do I really need to explain this? Please, I hope not. We need to teach respect for family. I think that this bit is important because now we're about to head into the godparents and then you're going to see how this is all tied together. Respect for family is important. If you don't like Aunt Martha because Aunt Martha was a bitch, according to you. And you're constantly telling your children that aunt Martha is a bitch. She is not your kids. Let's say you have boys and girls. They're not going to respect auntie Martha because she is a bitch because mommy said that aunt Martha is a bitch and you're not teaching the respect for family. So if aunt Martha, whether she is a bitch or not, it's not your business. That is your family. You don't have to be around them, but you also shouldn't trash them, hurt them, do things to to basically, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, to this, yes, that just said my age. And for y'all millennials and older, whatever. Because now we're about to go into some repercussions a little bit later in this episode, which is what we want to get to. Another thing as parents that we want to teach is respect for the spiritual. I did not put here respect for God. I did not put here respect for, you know, religion. I put here respect for the spiritual because as we all know, whoever of y'all are parents who have teenagers and older and even younger, some of them don't want to deal with your Boveda. Some of them don't want no warriors. They don't believe in Orisha. Some of them are atheists, but believe in the spiritual that there's something else at least to respect it. I didn't say believe. You realize that? And I didn't say love the spiritual. I said respect for the spiritual. Now, that by itself is its own topic. So we can discuss on the Orisha Wisdom community. Go there, ask your questions. We're, we're, we, you could also go to YouTube when this comes out on YouTube you can put your comments there and we will absolutely discuss but for now we're just going to put respect for the spiritual now we're going to head into godparents for all of you godparents you have one role to guide your godchildren in their spiritual journey the end the end we are probably going to delve a little bit more in future episodes on the roles of godparents and all that good stuff. But for now, we're going to keep it under this umbrella, just this one, for this particular topic. Another job that godparents have, which is basically a sub element of guiding them in the spiritual journey, is respect for themselves. Keeping promises to yourself. Why is this important? Let's go into the Lukumi arena. This could go for Palo. This could go for Hudu, This could go for all of them. But let's just go to the Lukumi uh, arena. You have a godchild. And you're going to read your godchild. You throw the Diloguns. Your Alekba has spoken and gave them the advice of don't drink and drive. They gave you, you gave that advice and they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We're only going to drink, you know, up to, you know, three hours before driving and that's it. And we're not going to drink and drive. You have to teach them to do their best to keep the promises to themselves because that's going to be part of their journey. Does that mean they're always going to do what you say? Of course not. I'm saying what your duty is, is to teach, teach them to respect for themselves, to keep promises to themselves. A lot of us, when I say us, I mean the godchildren, we come to you, the godparents, because our lives are screwed up. We just made a shit show out of our lives. I get that. I get it. But that doesn't mean that it has to continue that way. That is why I went to you, Baba or Iya, Godparent, Godmother, Godfather, in order to help me basically get my life in order. We're talking about respect of the body, respect for the promises that we keep to ourselves. And when you are given advice spiritually, that should be something that if you make that promise, like, hey, remember last time? You said you were not going to drink, Yvonne, and drive. By the way, I don't drink and drive. <laughs> Just in case. And you did it, and you hit your car on the post, and your basically car split in half. You're lucky to be alive. Maybe that's whatever. You have to point that out and teach them. Here are a couple of things. Respect for their spirituality. So if, if you have a, God, a child, any godchildren, and let's say, okay, we're going to stay in the Lukumi one. And you have to help them understand, teach them to respect their spirituality, to respect their warriors, to respect their elekes, to respect their godparents, to respect their elders, to respect their eguns, to respect those things. That is your job. Oh, see, and that's the next one, to respect their elders. You have to teach them what does that mean? That doesn't mean that elders are going to come in and crap on the godchildren, that's not what I'm saying, or and that they have to take it. No, but respect for them, uh, the way you speak to them, the way you treat them, what happens during an anniversary. You know what I mean? This is your job as godparents. You also, as godparents, have the job to have respect for the process. So I have absolutely... Over and over, and I still think I will always be singing this song that this does not happen overnight. It's very rare. It is so super ultra rare that a person comes in for a reading and they're making OCHA in less than a month. That is extremely rare. I've only known one person in life, not a story, one that this has happened to, just one. Nobody else. It is that rare but respect the process, respect that you have to go to your reading, respect that you have to receive things first, then you have to learn how to deal with that, respect that you have to basically learn a prayer or two, respect that you have to learn the songs, respect the process of the journey. Another job for parents is to teach their godchildren respect for their lineage. Respect for their lineage. I don't think I need to specify that. Respect for the line, their elders, your elders, who made you. All that good stuff. Respect for the lineage. Your job is also to help them and help them to teach them respect for their initiations. This is important. There are a lot of people who get initiated into Medio Mundo, and now they have a bunch of initiations and they don't know how to work with it because they went from one to the other to the other, like boom, 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 boom. This is not a video game. We're not collecting initiations. Your job is to teach them the respect for their initiations. You have to teach them their spiritual craft. So let's talk about Lukumi Ocha, right? Just for this example, you have to teach them how to throw Obi. You have to teach them how to, for example, do rogations, what to do for setup, I guess, or what is it that you're going to do here, there. You have to teach them their spiritual craft. If you're working, for example, in Espiritismo, what is it that you do? How do you set up the table? What do you do to yourself before, during, after? That is your job to teach them that. In Palo, I don't know because I'm not a palera, but you understand that... There are protocols there similar to Ocha, similar to Ifa, Voodoo, Gandomble, anywhere. Your job is to teach them their spiritual craft for that, that they, that you are their godparent for, for that road. You have to teach them what they will need to know so that they will be able to be self-sufficient on their craft when you go When you gone, gone, gone like the song, they should be able to function within their scope. Obviously, if, for all of you who like to be all in particulars, if you are a godparent in Lukumi and you were working with an aborisha, I know you're not going to expect them to be throwing the dilogun. I get it. But for for their, for where they are at, you are supposed to help them for the area that they're at, okay? So that they can do for themselves. As spiritual guides, your job, especially through initiation, is to bless them, right? So let's talk about OCHA. That's why I put IE. Like, for example, in OCHA, when you are crowning somebody, even if all of you are brand new, you can go anywhere at this point. And you will know that there is something of putting a shay on the head. You are blessing that godchild. And this was explained to me by several priests, and I'm going to put it in a concise little sentence. You give a piece of you to bless that godchild. I think that's kind of cool. It's almost like you know there is actually a name for this yo no me recuerdo, I can't remember but the message is like in order for there is some way that you can kind of take a piece, cut off a piece of a plant and plant it, there's actually a name for that, I can't remember right now but there you go it's like you're cutting a piece of yourself to put it into that gacha. now, we have gone through parents and god parents and This is not an all-inclusive list of what you should, as parents and godparents, be helping each child with. But it's a start, just saying. So here is the caveat and warning. One must never curse what one has blessed. Ah, so now we're about to get into the nitty-gritty of this episode. I will say this because of what I've seen. I've seen it when I thought I was a priestess. I see this now, even after talking to priests. And I am going to bring you what I believe is a point of view that I have learned from others and I'm going to give you a contradictory one because as I was planning this episode, I was, I was writing like the, the end bits. I had an interesting conversation with someone who happens to be a wonderful priest of Chango, and we disagreed. So you know what? I'm going to bring both points of view so that you can decide on whether this is true or not. So you don't have to believe anything that Yvonne says. You know how it is because of my former boss, Mario's, you trust but verify. Go and find out. Lineage and ancestral curses can begin when one curses this whom you have blessed. So you're like, ah, oh, crap, me and that damn kid or me and that damn godchild. So here we're going to go. We're going to start in sections. We're going to start with parents first, then we're going to go to Godchildren, then we're going to discuss a little bit, and then I'm going to leave it open. For parents, if you curse your children, answer this: What do you think the bloodline ancestors are going to think of you? I'm just saying. And I know, I know that there are very extreme situations because I could imagine what Jeffrey Dahmer's mom was thinking if she was alive. Was she alive? One of you tell me in some comment somewhere, because I don't know that right now, and I'm not going to stop to Google it, but I wonder what do the bloodline ancestors will think of you? Here's another question. What do you think they might do to you? Oh, ooh, ooh, how about this one? What do you think they have done to you if you have cursed your own child? Cursed. Okay, let's talk about curse. I had this conversation on whether cursing is what we see on movies. I... Put rhyme here, will curse you to have unforgiven, I don't know, land. And you will, your firstborn will die before the age of 20. We're not talking about those kind of curses. We're talking about using your language to curse your children. Like, this child is bad. You will never amount to anything. You're just a piece of trash. You are a slut. You will never amount to anything. You will never be anything. That is a curse. And that's interesting because you birthed that child that has a lot of weight to turning it to a viable, living, curse you know, like the brujos from back, time, back in the day, the gypsies, you know, whatever, like those girls, like we're talking about that because you can, your mouth can do that. Here, here's a question that I want to pose. This is to all of you parents. How could you curse this child that you were given ancestrally through the line, basically of ancestors in your family? Think of it, um, I can't even use it because it's not a correct analogy, but I'm going to use it anyway just for the sake of time. What if you're giving a puppy and this puppy is a disaster, this puppy doesn't know how to behave really well, this puppy is peeing, barking, biting, chewing, he is destroying your chancletas and your shoes and anything else, Right? But you chose to get that puppy. You chose to get that puppy. You chose to bring that puppy into the house. You know that puppies are going to do that. Why would you then be like this? Damn, effing puppy. I'm going to kill him. Right? You chose. And like I said, those are apples to oranges. I understand that. But I'm bringing an example. This was your choice. Now, I don't want to hear, but this was not really my choice. I was born. We're not talking about that. And even so, you have taken the responsibility for that child. So once you, as a parent, chose that right to become that child's parent, that is your job. Yeah. Don't hate me. I I, I can only imagine the lovely, the lovely messages I might get from some of you, but I want to put this out in a general way. Please don't kill me. When you do that, you are this, you are that, you are ugly, you are fat, you are this, you are creating something interesting in that child. You're basically pooping on the ancestral line because that is the child that is coming from you. I'm just saying. There's a lot more, but for the sake of time, because I don't want to make this super, super long, I'm going to move on to godparents. There is the issue. Of, what? Okay, let, let me back up a moment before I start with this. I love the term godparent because godparent. When you get to that, that is our choice to choose a parent. We believe we chose our parents in heaven, but through the birthing process, obviously we forgot all of that. And you're like, "Oh my God, why did I come up? You know, why was I born to this horrible family?" But you you chose it. So we're going to forget that for a moment because now we're going to touch on godparents. This is where there is a choice. You choose your godparent, but the godparent also chooses you. Okay. When you decide, I'm going to curse this godchild, and we're going to get into that in a moment. There is the issue of that godchild's ancestral line. You could be pissing them off. I'm just saying there is the issue of that godchild spirit guides. Oh boy. You could be pissing off a crap load of egons, many of them could be elevated already. I feel sorry for you. I'm just saying. I I really do. Cuz crap could happen to you because if you're in this long enough, you're going to see things that belong in, in in epic movies of what Egland's can do for you can do with you can do to help you and so you decide as a godparent that you are going to work on a godchild that let's say for this example you've crowned and I think it's up on the front so I may have to just go over it what do you think their things are going to do with you now i put cuz i don't i know that i wrote it down up up a little bit ahead. I'm going to use the example. We're going to stay within the Lukomi just for this example. What do you think that the spiritually shared Orishas, for example, are going to think of you, are going to, are going to do to you? If a godchild comes to bring Plato Cocobela to you, to your Orisha, your Orisha now has sort of like, um, a responsibility of sorts to that godchild and now you decide that you're going to trash that godchild work that godchild a bow that godchild ban that godchild what is that called eight ball right is it black ball i think it's black ball right is it eight ball is the eight ball black whatever the black ball that means that you're going to totally miss put that person down to the ground but this is the person that you place a on their head what do you think the orishas the eguns the spirit guides are thinking may or may not do what i am learning and i have to say this past year and a half has been a really advanced lesson like very fast paced on what spirit can do for you it is shocking I have seen some stuff. I have heard some stuff from both godparents and godchildren that is scary as hell. Because of misbehaviors that have been done on both ends. But think about it. Let's say you have a godchild and and let's say that godchild is a child of Yemaya or Chango. Actually, any of the Orishas, honestly, they don't like anybody messing with their children. Because that is a different type of relationship. You are their godparent, but the Orisha, I guess, is like their heavenly parent. What do you think is going to happen there? Did you forget that there is that relationship, that there are ancestral egons, the spirits, the, 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 the ones that have died from their family line? What about the spirit guides? What if you don't even know because we don't even know half the time that there are egg that are many generations back that you don't even know their names and then they show up. You piss them off because they're coming here to protect their line. You forgot about that? I think we need to remember that. We need to remember there are processes that are in place to have that breakup, but to make it good without trying to put someone, your godchild, basically under a bus and through a, I don't know, torture device here. You, as godparents and parents, may, might, could, create inherently a debt with either of these entities or all. I decided to look for this episode. The definition of karma. Based on our holy scriptures of google.com, karma is defined as the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence, viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. Think about that for a moment. And... In our traditions, we do have something as ancestral karma that has placed, I've I've seen readings where that has come up. And we're not even talking about ancestral karma that is self-evident on, you know, for example, mental illness, drug use, certain behaviors can be passed on as well. But we're not talking about those. Or maybe. Hmm. So, remember when I said that I was having a conversation with someone that I absolutely love and respect? He's a child of Chango. We had a disagreement. But since this is a learning podcast for all, I'm going to put this out there and this point of view because. I think that we all are here to learn, to discuss, and get better. My thing was, hey, I'm working on this episode right now, and the episode is about ancestral karma. He's like, nope, 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 nope. He said, nope, nope, nope. He said, Ori, so we're going to talk about Ori. Ori is your highest self. It is your own personal Orisha who knows you by name. Everybody has one. Trust me, you all got your own stuff. So this is why I wrote. Some believe that every experience has been pre written by Ori, even the bad ones. Now, I even wrote down as we were talking, I'm not sure if I believe all that. <laughs> I'm not sure if I believe all of that because I believe in something called free will. And This is where I literally wrote down what he said. So, Baba, I don't have your permission to put your name on here. If not, I would have because I was literally working on the podcast, but I'm definitely going to forward this to you so you could see your arguments on podcast episode. Anyhow, some believe that if you, that actually, let let me just make sure. Okay, okay, it is right. Some believe that if you agreed in heaven to go through a horrific experience here, that the perpetrators will not have to pay for anything, as this was not a debt since you agreed. This is where I am agreeing to disagree. And I'm going to put here, this topic is very expensive, extensive to put under one episode, because if not, honestly, I think we would be here hours and hours and hours to the point where I run out of saliva. So we're not doing that. So we're going to chunk it down. And he's explaining to me that Ori has pre-written each situation, that it is not true that we have just free nilly free will. And as he is explaining, I said, wait a second, you're saying that Ori is choosing each and every situation. Honestly, I don't know if I agree with this because there are too many variables that are going on. So if we are around hundreds of thousands of people throughout our lives and they all have free will, have they pre-written every single thought, every single action, I don't know But then again, I have never seen the Akashic Records, at least that I could remember for me to even understand if this is true or not. So I am putting both of these out there. And as we were talking, so he was explaining to me why that was said, which is a personal experience. So I will not share that, not my story, and I don't have permission to share it. But I said, wait a second, is this like the choose your own adventure books for all of you? I don't care if you're adults, but if you have children, I don't care who you are, I don't care what age. I highly recommend those books. They are so much fun to read. So it's like, oh, you know, you're here walking on a path and you see an apple, and on the right, you see a turtle. For apple, go to page 24. For going to the turtle, go to page 52, and then your story continues. And he was like, Yeah, kind of like that. So Basically, what he was saying is that Ori writes down every single possibility in heaven for every single action that we have. On this part, I don't know if I agree, but you know what? I respect him as a person, as a priest. I just don't, I don't see it yet. So maybe, you know, a couple of years down the road, I will recant this. But as of now, I just think that we do have some free will. Uh If this is true, I remember I wrote that down. If this is true, we should do our best to choose the best adventure for our road here on life's journey. So I still feel that there is an aspect of free will. So you have a bad bad godchild. This godchild is the worst. This godchild doesn't listen. You tell her to not drink, and now she's driving through posts because she's drinking while she's driving, and she shouldn't be doing that, right? Now she tossed up her car, and now she loses, I don't know, something. She loses her child because she was drinking and driving. Was this pretty written or not? And I think that this is too vast to get into this particular episode, so I am going to just go with the fact of what your choice was, what your role was. Let's say that parents and godchildren have pre-written their own adventures, quote-unquote. We should do our best to make that best choice for the person that we are dealing with, as well as for ourselves. To not just make good with our ancestral line, with our lives or maybe our future lives, but also with the children and the godchildren that we are working with. I told you, you guys are going to hear because I took a lot of notes. This was terrible, but I love it. My question is, was this outcome meant to be? So, in essence, the disagreement was, yes, this was meant to be. My answer is no, it could have been changed. I refuse to believe that it was always meant to be that a child is cursed by their parent, parents. When there was a choice somewhere to not do that, there are a lot of repercussions to curse a child. There could be mental health issues that now are born from it. There could be behavioral things. There could be Mental, they could be physical things, they could be bad habits. It could be so terrible based on, let's say that you're calling a child fat all the time. You're fat, you're fat, you're fat. Believe it or not, that could turn into something. Now that child has a real, you know, issue with food or with their body image, and it stems into a whole myriad of other things. So when there was a choice, Maybe we had a point there to not do that I don't know, bad thing or that it was okay or meant to be that a godparent, for example, after crowning someone just decided, let's say that they break up, they it didn't work out. It did not work out. They decide to evoke that godchild or try to destroy that godchild's life just because. You didn't get along. That's going to look negative on me. So you know what? We're going to kill a bunch of animals and I'm going to make sure that that God child never works another Ocha room again because they left my house and it was horrible. I will say this. What prompted me, there were several reasons besides some recent experiences that I have heard straight from godchildren mouths straight, even what has come out in their readings, as well as the Oduns attached to those readings that talk about the, the word that I have in my mind is disgrace that a godparent would do this to a godchild just to do it, but that's not quite the word. I think that it is more than terrible. It was avoidable to open up another set of adventures going in this dark road just because your godchild left you or you did not work out with that godchild. What about for for those godparents that now work with other people to put bad, I'm putting this very simple out there, just to put bad, out into the universe to hurt a godchild that they have worked with and especially one that they have birthed. I love watching movies about destiny. Man, I love those epic movies because it's so awesome. And what I've learned is how destiny was written, but it had been changed by the choices of the people, you know, Protagonists of the movie by their choices, by their changes in beliefs, by seeking help. I believe that, and and here's this is why I don't quite exactly agree with the Baba that I spoke with today, because from what I understand, your date of birth and your date of death has been pre-written. But the blank is it's it, the middle is just a blank that you can fill. But I am open to the idea that every single possibility has been rewritten honestly. I've never seen it. so I don't know. Something else that he mentioned to me is that we humans here on this plane see bad things as bad, but that the spiritual and the spiritually evolved, this came from spirit. I'm not saying who, but this came from spirit. They don't see it as bad. It's just something that needs to happen to learn a lesson for whatever thing. And here's something else that he was arguing. So I want to make sure that I put this out there just so that I can spark conversation. Let's say that I am the bad godchild or I am the godchild who was done wrong. His point of view is maybe you agreed to that or maybe you were just bad before and you had to learn what it is here. Maybe you were a bad, you know, godparent before and you came here to learn this lesson so it was predestined for you to do that i'm conflicted about that but i'm putting it out there because we need to make a decision on our own some people believe, and I'm going to talk about Christians because I was raised Christian. So those of you who have Christian background or who are Christians, you might understand this. It is God's will. You get raped, it was God's killed. Your son got killed, it was God's will. Your house burned down, it was God's will. If we believe in free will, we can choose to do better for our children and God' children. I think that at least we must try. Not because God is going to strike us dead. Not because we're going to burn in the fires of hell. I should have done that. I think I need to have a button to have like echo of hell, hell, hell. That'd be funny. Or we should do the right thing, not just because Eglins might punish us. Because Arisha might get us, for example, Right. Or because we're going to get punished in this lifetime. So I I have a story here. This has to do with one of my babas. And one of my babas, I remember, I had to do something there. And we're waiting. There was like a waiting period. And I ask him the question. I said, Baba, when am I going to see justice? When are they going to pay for this? Why hasn't it happened? And I remember I, I meant it. I, I meant that question because this is insane. And he sat down, he thought about it, and he said the following. You think you are expecting them to get their just desserts now, right? I said, yeah, sometime would be nice. <laughs> and he's looking at me because I love the mafia. I really, really love the mafia. I love him. He turns to me and he says, karma does not work that way. And I'm like, oh, crap. He goes, you think that they're going to get their payments, right? Right. You may think that they're going to get, you know, their their karma served on a platter. It may not happen. He said, I'm going to tell you something. They may not even pay for it in this lifetime. Now, all of you at this point will probably have seen me on video. I'm very expressive. I can only imagine the face that I put. Like, what in the effing F? Am I doing all these, you know, advice and a bullsword? Oh, I was angry, but I didn't tell him, but I'm sure he could tell like, what? He said, but think about it. It's not everybody's road to pay for their sins in this lifetime. You may pay for it in the next one. You may get your lesson when it most hurts you. Let's say down the road, you have children right? And they have children and they have children and you're an egg and crap is happening to your great, great grandchildren. You're going to hurt then. That is when it might be paid. It may be paid in 10 lifetimes, but the debt will be paid. If it is pre-written and this was not, this was some injustice, they may not see their justice serves just yet, but it does happen. So, I am and I wrote I remember I, I wrote this in my notebook or watch a loved one pay for it later and you'll know that this was because of something you have begun I didn't put it here have you seen those movies <laughs> oh my god I love watching like um, supernatural movies where like, why everything is going wrong? Ah, it's because my great grandparent did this and now we're screwed in this lifetime. And now we have to clean up their mess. And of course, a movie happens, a.k.a. show charmed. (laughs) Listen, I like my witchy movies sometimes, but it's just as an example and this also disagrees with what the other baba said so i'm bringing up these points of view to help us but at the end of the day i really do believe that we are in a in a space we have the capacity to do good we do Does that mean that we're going to be pushovers? No, hell no. I'm not saying that, but we have the capacity to do good. We should strive to learn our lessons in this lifetime so that we don't have to have repeats to pay or watch outcomes, which could have been avoided if we would have done the right thing. We could do the right thing for the evolution and progress of ourselves first. I strongly believe that this should be number one. I also find as a parent, I didn't write this in the notes. I'm going to put this down for a moment that I find it harder to do something for myself. But I find it easier to do it for someone else. It's so interesting, especially in this past year and a half has been a challenge. Times a couple of numbers, and they tell me, for example, um, you have to take care of yourself, right? <laughs> They've always come up and tell me that, and I'm like, oh, and I really don't want to. Sometimes it is so I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I just go on autopilot, and I don't want to. But interesting, I have to do something for a friend or a family or, you know, my children, and I'm fine with that. I get up and do what needs to be done because it's easier. You have to find what motivates you. I don't know what motivates you. I'm still trying to figure out what motivates me. So we're on the same boat. As parents, though, as godparents, I think we have the capacity we have the tools we can ask for help to better evolve i'm not and it's funny cuz i was going to write the word enlightened and i took it off i have an interesting way of how i feel about that word if you are a parent and you decide you're going to curse your child for whatever reason there can be many repercussions that come from that you In your lifetime, may not even see the results of your actions, but they're coming. They are coming. Think of it like this For those of you who have had a tumultuous relationship with your parents, how much therapy have you gone through? How has that affected your parenting? How has that affected your relationships? How has that affected your job? How has that affected your body image? How has that affected your self-esteem, your self-worth? There are prices that are paid based on your actions. Now for you godparents, you decided to abode that godchild? Wonderful. How do you think if that got out, any of your future godchildren are going to feel about you? Do you think? I know I'm not choosing somebody that I know has abode someone. Not going to happen. That is a no-no. What about, how do you think that is going to affect those godchildren that you decided to do that too? Maybe they're going to think that it's okay, and they're going to hurt other people. Congratulations, that's your new legacy. You should feel proud. What about if they decide not to? They decide now that they're going to go be, I don't know, Jehovah's Witness. They're going to go to church. When they could have been a beacon of light for many other people and for the lineage. Congratulations. You helped to do that. I don't think that there is nothing with the reverse, but we're not talking about that right now. So I don't want to hear it. It's like I can hear people, but the God child, blah, blah, blah. I get it. We're not in that topic. But my daughter did this. Let me tell you, my poor parents. I was impossible. Especially as a teenager, I was not a piece of cake. And I'm paying for my own actions to that now. I realize the weight of that. So hopefully by this point, lesson learned on my end. So I'm not talking about the children and godchildren's behavior. We're only focusing on the parent, parental And God, is God parental? God parenting? (laughs) Actions towards their God children. When you do these actions, it's a ripple effect. Is your, are your actions going to have and create a positive ripple effect or a negative one? And People are still talking about stories of priests from long, long ago. And they did this, whatever. So I'm going to pass this along to my godchildren. And their godchildren are telling the stories like they were there. But this is a legacy that they have left of good deeds or bad. It is our duty as parents I'm a proud mother of three boys, even if, you know, there are issues and have been issues with all of them, but I love them. Our job is to be an example and to nurture our children as parents. As God parents, it is your duty to be an example and to nurture your God children. I am hoping that this is the opening to a much broader, bigger conversation. I would like to thank you because you have reached the end of this episode. But before we reach the very, very end, what do you think? What do you think about this topic? Really? I'm putting out all this content, and you're listening to it. What are your thoughts? Leave me comments either on YouTube, on you know iTunes, on Google Podcasts, wherever it is, on Facebook, wherever. Or email me, Orishawisdom at gmail.com. Email me there. What do you think? Do you think that no? sorry that godchild is from hell and I'm going to make sure he gets there quicker or we should do better as parents, you know, parenting that doesn't come with instructions. Some kids are terrible, but for some reason they're yours and you have committed to be their parent. What is the lesson that needs to be learned from you? They have their own. We're, we're not touching them yet. We're just dealing with parents and godparents. Do you feel that cursing your godchildren or cursing your children is the way to go? Why or why not? Have you done it? I'm not judging you. Honestly, shit happens. I get it. Shit happens. You're not on your best. Shit happens. Have you killed a bird To put someone, your godchild, in a demise situation? To punish them? Are you trying to convince yourself that you're protecting yourself from this godchild? Please. Please. Don't you have eggons? Don't you have your entities? They should be doing their job, just saying. And if you're listening to this podcast, that means that you have eggons. And at some point, you're probably also having your boveda and your spirit guides. Where are they? Do you think that that is going to do? I understand there's a lot of other things. Like I said, this topic is very, very big. But I am making this to help you think just a little bit. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this topic? Let me know. I want to get into difficult conversations so that we could do better, so we can be better for our children and so that godparents can be better for their godchildren. Even if there is a break, even if there is a rupture between the relationship, it is possible to have a healthy breakup. It is possible. You can have it. You don't have to hurt anyone. You may think that you're in the right. And it's interesting. I did not write that down. But I was listening, now I have to figure out, gosh, I don't remember, but when you are in a group that feels that is self-righteous and justified, you will actually do more cruelty in the name of this righteousness. Does it make it right? So I want to have those discussions. So now we definitely have reached the end of this episode. <laughs> that's why I, I can't stick to those notes. One of these days I'm going to stick to the notes from beginning to end. I, I want to see what that looks like. Cause I don't remember, but I want to thank you for hanging out with me. I really do. I want to thank you for the support of this podcast, for the support of me through Patreon. I want you to know that Patreon is still available, still open. They're different tiers. Every little bit helps to keep creating the content All you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Yvonne Reborn. And I believe it's Yvonne underscore Reborn. Go in there, take a look. There's a couple of tiers there. Every little bit helps. I cannot thank you enough. All of the Patreons actually have access to the podcast well before it becomes live and published. And I have... Added them recently to a lot of the calls for YVI or virtual ILE, where we have live discussions and learning. And many of them, we have priests and guest priests. And I'm very, very excited about that because I want to make sure that the information that is going out is as accurate as can be. I love listening to all of the priests who have shown up to any of our calls or events or classes or whatever. I want to say a huge, huge thank you to you all. You have no idea how grateful we are. I have gotten messages. There have been connections made. There have been ochas that have happened from that. I am super, super blessed and excited to see those connections flourish, and I'm very, very grateful. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to remember all the stuff because I don't even have, like, the finish line, but this will come out on YouTube. If you have not subscribed make sure you do that click on the little bell icon and blah 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 I am making sure that that just stays very religious based and we're going to be doing a couple of changes moving on I just haven't quite decided where I am going to do what to but changes are coming I think YouTube is going to stay the way that it is it's going to stay very very orisha oriented the orisha wisdom channel that is going to stay that way. So as the changes are coming, I will be sure to let you know. Again, I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with me. We are going to be tackling a lot more of these difficult conversations. For example, when children curse their parents, when God children curse their God parents. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be also talking about certain behaviors and I I I was supposed to do this interview much earlier, but man, life happened, but things are still happening. And I think that's what woke me up to get up and make the recordings. People still are going through stuff in the religion. You think that my story was the only one? It isn't. There are a lot of people that are getting screwed over and they need to have a way of Figuring things out as they're moving along. So that's what's pushing me forward. I am so grateful for all of you. Remember, you're interested in a place. We are still looking and I'm looking to make changes to your virtual Lile. So again, go, go, go. That would be so wonderful because when it gets to where it's going to, it won't be $27 anymore. I'm just saying, take advantage now. And... I wanted to thank you so much for hanging out with me so so much. For more information, go to arishawisdom.com forward slash Yvonne I V as Victoria O and as a Nancy. Get your info there. And until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you and take you literally straight to your destinies. O dabble. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Egun, Orisha, and Ifa is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.